praise God. Dance, guys. David, dance. All dignified of ourselves, God. I pray in Jesus' name, Father God, that you be lifted up high more and more as we continue through tonight with this worship and through the word. And God, even after the word with the prayer, God. And, and God, it's just, we just love you so much. And we give you blessings. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Father, that you will surround him with man and woman, Father, that will be inspired by your spirit to speak wisdom that comes from above him, Father. God, we are in need of you in this nation, Lord God. There is so much corruption, Father God. There is there is abortion, there is same-sex marriages, Lord God, things that are against your word, Father. I'm asking for your mercy over our nation, Lord God. In the name of your son, Jesus, that you will pour your peace, Lord, that you will pour, God, your peace off you, Lord Jesus. You've already done it, Lord God, and I just pray that America will respond to the call of salvation. Know that there's a Savior, oh God. In Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. As you see here, every Wednesday we get together. We want to come. We're always going to challenge you. We hope that you have your pens and paper. We're ready to take some notes. It's always a good time. You always want to feel free to worship the Lord. You can find your way back to your seats if you feel free. Say hi to your neighbor. Way to your neighbor that's too far away. We always want to kind of make it a little more closer. If we can bring it in, please, a little bit. For those that are far away. <laughs> Amen. 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 Praise God. Here we go. So at Metro Praise, here we are. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Encounter. Sundays are the main service at 10 a.m. And Fridays night, we have Elevated Service at 7 p.m. as well. Next slide, please. Uh, Metro Praise Vision, okay? Our vision here at Metro Praise is to love God and to love people. Jesus says the greatest command is to love God with your entire soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself, amen? We all can do that. That's what we put that as our vision. Our, our strategy is to uh, make disciples, to connect you to Jesus, send you, mentor you to live like Jesus, send you out to share Jesus Christ, amen? Our goal is to have 100 disciples, here in Chicago, 50 churches as well here, and 500 worldwide. If you believe that, say amen. <clears throat> We're raising up some radical disciples. Just seeing what God is doing. <clears throat> as I sit down with my disciples one-on-one, just the work that God is doing through the Holy Spirit, it's uh, it's beautiful. And for those that are here, your first time here, and and uh, you know, and you never really heard about discipleship or or you know, you need some counseling whatsoever. You're free to come here, and we will give you our time um, and, and have a year to hear from you. Amen? Our strategy, okay? Next slide, please. All right, so this is, the, this is what's going on right now for our life groups. Uh, we're going to be having a project called the Truth Project, along with 12 lessons. So this each lesson is going to be for a week, so it's going to be a 12-week progress. Okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is for believers. Believers, people that are either coming in and out of church, people that are Catholics, people that are Jehovah's Witnesses, you name it. People that have some relation with the Bible and Jesus Christ, we want to invite them to come on by. And we have different groups throughout the week, Saturdays and Fridays, not Saturdays, Fridays and Sundays most of the time. Um, and there's about five of them, okay? So we're going to have this project. It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of stuff to learn and take in. So please, we want to welcome you to be, get connect to a life group. Uh, invite some friends to become part of the life group and learn what's going on with the true project. Amen? Amen. Ties and all friends believe in giving you 10% from your total girls belongs to God. And if you want to give here to Metro Praise, you have to drop us in the back right over here. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice a little cracky. And all one the end, so that you can also give online. Um, you go to uh, mpi.org 
you can also give there online. And for those that are giving, we want to pray for you as you give. So we can just bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we just thank you for your God. Just uh, for this night, Lord God, I pray that you will, those that are giving, Lord, you bless them, Lord God. Father, that any fears or any worries that might be going through, Lord God, because, you know, not being able to pay bills or just the stresses that life brings because of finances, I pray that you remove that now in Jesus' name from your people that are here, oh God. God, you're a God that provides, you're a God that says, not worry, you will provide to us, Lord God. He says, how much more should I care for you if I feed the birds in the, in the air and nest them? Oh Lord, I pray that you bring your peace upon your people, Lord God, as we are in a time of recession. Um, meet their need in Jesus' name, Lord God. We trust you, God, that you always are provided that you will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. Praise God. All right. So the title of tonight's message is Unleash Your Breakthrough. Amen. So it's a miracle night. So when we do a miracle night, most of the time we want to we make this time to be as more of a teaching lesson. Where you can take some good notes. So you got your notes, pen and paper, and, and Bible. Praise God. You're going to learn how to unleash your breakthrough. <clears throat> God did not create us to be bonded by addictions, sin, fear, or hopelessness, or without a purpose and destiny. God created you and me with a purpose to succeed and prosper, to be free from sin, addictions, sickness, and the lies of Satan. Too many individuals are being defeated by the devil and the power of sin. One bad area in a person's life can affect their entire family and friends. Sadly, many individuals live a defeated life because of sin, and they believe Satan's lies, and they cannot be free. So tonight, if there's anything that's keeping you bonded, anything that might keep you tied up from living to the best of potential that God has for you. Jesus says that I came to give you life, life to the fullness. But then there's sin, there's addictions, and there's Satan that adds more on top of that that will keep you from living the best that God has for you. Now, so you can get a better understanding, I want to give you the definition of breakthrough. This would be a, a good uh, definition for you to write down. Because tonight you're going to learn how to unleash whatever that leash is. You know, think about a leash or a rope. Okay, that can be representing a sin. That can be representing fear, pornography. That can be representing anger, bitterness, rage. That represents many things that will keep you from God, even doubt. See, but tonight you're going to learn how to unleash that. Unleash it so you can have the breakthrough of your life. Amen? Breakthrough. The definition. An, an offensive thrust that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line in warfare. Breakthrough. An offensive Thrust that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line in warfare. I'm going to break it down. An offensive. The word offense 
means making attack. Thrust means to push or drive with force. And defensive is to protect. Now what this definition means is pretty much that you and I have a responsibility in our breakthrough. God is not just comes and does things. We have to do our own part. There is a part that you have to do in order to receive your breakthrough. Because God already set you free. He already came and died on the cross. He shed his blood. He was crucified. He was buried. And the third day he rose from the dead, conquering death and sin and sickness and every lie of Satan on the cross. The Bible says that he, when Christ Jesus died, he went to the gates of hell and he tore away the keys of Satan that had death and sickness and sin on it. And he said, I got it ready. I defeated every little thing that, that, that's going to prevent the children of God from having eternal life with God the Father. So there is a responsibility you have to do. Because God already gave you the breakthrough. you got to step into the breakthrough. See, God already has the breakthrough in life. Now you have to do your part to unleash that. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, you need to take note of this one too. Please. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The God of this age is Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. This gospel that we're reading right now, and the gospel that we're going to continue reading as we go with this message, has light and life. But the devil has blinded the eyes of unbelievers. Do you know that in the church, there are Christians that claim Christ, but they're really, they're, there are some people in the church that are actually unbelievers. And the enemy has blinded their eyes to the light of the gospel. You see, the gospel brings forth light. And it shuns darkness. And, and when, the, when the Bible and when the gospel is presented, darkness is exposed. What's happened today is that people have lost their belief in the gospel. People even in the church. Hey, buddy. Man, God loves you. John 3, 16 said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen, I believe that. But there's not one thing that that person is receiving revelation of, that scripture itself. There's not one thing that that person is actually living out. There's not one thing that that person is actually believing of it. Alright, so if you're ready to Unleash your breakthrough. Take some notes right here. This is how we're going to unleash your breakthrough. This passage is coming up. John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. Take note of that. John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. This is how you're going to learn to unleash your breakthrough. It's through the word of Jesus Christ. It's through the word of God that the breakthrough comes. This word alone 
says that it's like a double-edged sword that penetrates through the heart and soul of a man. It's alive and effective. Come on, somebody. I wish that we can get that revelation that, you know, that a church has a church ought to be alive. You know what? That when I said, hey guys, let's begin to worship the Lord as if God already gave you your breakthrough, if God's already gave you your blessing, if God already gave it to you. So that's right there. It's activating your faith. It's activating and believing in the word of God and his promise and saying, I'm going to worship because I know that he's coming and my miracle's on his way and my breakthrough's on his way. Yeah, the church. Nothing against you guys. I, I was I was tapped in. You, know? you guys were worshiping is good. Amen? But sometimes when we say, "Hey, church worship," the church gets quiet. We have quiet worshipers. Quiet worshipers. <laughs> but I love to worship. I love to be loud. Something. I think there's something something special about just like expressing your worship and shouts because you're expressing your soul. You know, your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotion. And as you as, as you shout, Hallelujah, Jesus, I praise you. See, that's the soul right there acting. The soul, the mind, your emotion. That, that emotion that's a big part of the soul that's that's giving God the worship. Amen. And as you see, <coughs> my throat kind of went off a little bit. Sacrifice unto Him, Amen. My own body. Is okay, everybody. John chapter 8, verse 31. Let's read. These are the words of Jesus to the Jews who had believed him. Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. I'm gonna read one more time to the Jews who had believed him. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Right there, you're reading that. That's where the revelation comes, right there. Right there, you should have received the revelation. Right there, you should have understood that, hey, that in order to be free, you don't just call yourself a Christian. You don't just come to church. You just don't claim Him. But there is there are some parts into that. And there are five points that I'm going to just address to you right now. Concerning, okay, there's five points concerning how to unleash your breakthrough in this passage alone. Point number one, you can write that down, is you must first believe in Jesus. And I got this, by the way, from our one-on-one Discipleship book written by Pastor Joe Erostic, our pastor here. Five points concerning how to unleash your breakthrough. One, you must first believe in Jesus. That's what it says. Who had believed him. To the Jews who had believed him. Now the word Jew can be referred also to the Muslim, to the Catholic, to the backslider, to the person that don't believe. To the Mormon. You see, because the Jew was not a believer yet there. The Jew was a Jew. He wasn't a Christian. To the Jews who had believed in him. So number one, you must first believe in Jesus who had believed him. Number two, you must continue in the teachings of Jesus. 
if you hold to my teaching. Number three, you must be a true disciple of Jesus. You are really my disciples. I'm going to pass it. Hold up. Two, you must continue in the teachings of Jesus. If you hold on to my teaching. Three, you must be a true disciple of Jesus. You are really my disciples. See, Jesus backs himself up right there saying, if you hold on to my teachings, you are really my disciples. We're not just churchgoers. You're not just supposed to be a Christian. You're just not supposed to occupy a seat. You ought to be a disciple of Christ Jesus, a follower, a dedicated student of his word. And number four, know, believe, speak, and act on the truth. You will know the truth. Everybody following that? How I'm following, how, how, how I'm, and the passage says, you will know the truth in the end of verse 31. That part, it means that you know, you believe, you speak, and act on the truth. And number five, let Jesus set you free. Verse 32, the truth will set you free. Amen? Hopefully you took the notes on that. <clears throat> you see, the word of Jesus Christ is what's going to give you the breakthrough. It's his word that's going to, as you Simply act upon it, open up that word, begin to read it, speak it over yourself, believe it. You're living in the truth. You'll be living free. Amen? There's going to be two things that will pervade from your breakthrough. Number one, pride. seeing yourself as God sees you and not doing what God told you. Pride. Not seeing yourself as God sees you and not doing what God told you. So the opposite of pride is humble. So pretty much getting set free is being humble. When you go to the word of Jesus Christ and the word of Jesus Christ saying, hey, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And the word of God is saying, hey, you have the righteousness of God. You have the holiness of God. You're called a holy people to the nation. And you're like, no, nah, man, I'm not good, man. I'm not good. It's actually pride. It's a form of, of pity or, you know, or, you know, you're kind of casting down yourself and you, you don't think you're too good enough. Goodness, that's pride. If there is any of that in your heart, humble yourself and receive what God and His Word says that you are. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Number two, the thing that will pervade from your breakthrough, doubt. Now, 
How you get rid of doubt? You put to death doubt with the Word of God. When the when you um, when you don't have peace about God and what He has told you to do and who you are, and what He says that you are. So when you begin to think about okay, you begin to die yourself. You begin to think about this is you are the person that you used to be in the past, or that would be some poor license to your mind, that you ain't good enough, you ain't forgiven, you're still dirty, you're still busted and disgusted, and you come up with the word of God, with the truth, and you say, hey, no, this is who I am. I just hope that right now some of you guys are just being delivered from, you know, and, and receive your breakthrough tonight. That's why I'm going kind of slow so you can take these notes, take them home and meditate on them and say, hey, I can actually unleash my own breakthrough in my life by activating the word of God in my life. Amen? The opposite of doubt is belief. So pretty much what you have to do is disbelieve your doubts and believe God's word. Simply. Amen? Here's a good part. <clears throat> you want to take most of these, do so. And then after this, we're going to get into prayer time. Those that need prayer, I just want you to come up after these scriptures that I'll read to you. And I'll, I'll pray for you. Here's a list of the areas of individuals that might need, need their breakthrough for in their lives. Most, the most common struggles in people's lives that, need, that, that got them, you know, chained up and are looking for their breakthrough. So, number one, sexual perversion. Lust of the eye, pornography, perverse movies, lust of flesh, sexual actions outside of marriage, sexual perversion. 1 John 2.16 says, For everything in the world, the craving of sinful man, the lust of his eye, and the boasting of what he has done, what he does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Number two, anger and unforgiveness. Holding grudges, unable to forgive, and slander, easily angered, not of control. Matthew 6.15 says this about you, you deal with that. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father would not forgive your sins. James 1, verse 19 says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Uh, these are God's, this is God's word right here that should put the fear of God in your heart. If you have unforgiveness, grudge, or bitterness towards a person, you know, the fear of God saying, you know, I'm going to stay away from evil and do that what is right. I want to be holy and pure and not get stuck in darkness. Amen? Amen. Number three, compromise. You know, allowing little seeds of sin here and there. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. If you're right in the light, then why would you want to step back into the darkness? Why would you want to mess with sin and compromise? Come on. You are a royal people. Amen? Now these right there, these are this, this is his word. This is right here where you're received. They, they, this is where you, you gotta say, I receive it right there. Come on, I'm receiving my breakthrough. 
I'm understanding now that it's not that hard to be set free from my from my shames, from my sin, from my struggle. If I simply just activate the word of God in my life and speak it over myself. Amen. Number four, discouraged and despair. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> John 16, verse 33 says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. You will have troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You know how many times you can easily get discouraged and despair. And Jesus says, hey, I have already told you these things. And I see it like this. He's already told us all his promises, his entire word that he has for us. So that in me you may have peace. Come on. Jesus gives peace through his word. In this world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So no matter if you're getting, you're going through some discouragement right now. You're getting, you feel despair, a little depressed. Jesus said, hey, I've already overcome that. Tap into my word. Come on. Speak it over yourself. Unleash it right there. Your breakthrough. Kind of like this. Watch this. Say this is a rope. And you're like tangled up. And as you begin to speak God's word, I am a royal priesthood. There it goes. I am royalty. I'm a holy people for the nations. There you go. It's like when you begin to speak God's word, you, you, you begin to receive the freedom. You begin to just feel it. Speak it, believe it, act on it. Amen? Condemnation. <clears throat> Romans 8, 1 to 3 says, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Man, we just went through the series of uh, Christ in you this past month, during Sundays, the Pastor Joe. And those messages rock me. I would encourage you, if you haven't seen them, go through our website and listen to the series, Christ in you. My goodness, I'm still reading the book, and there is so much goodness in that. About it, it says in Colossians three. So I forget what verse. That, that we're filled with the fullness of Christ. That, like once you come, once you come to Christ, you have all His everything that He offers. <laughs> you know His righteousness, you, this the holiness, His character. And then you got all the more scriptures in Colossians. It says, and, and you know, in, in Galatians, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, kindness, faith, and self-control. See that you already have. You just have to believe it. But the problem that you're, the problem that you're having, you're not reading the Word, and you're not getting, you're not activating, and letting it build your faith, and allowing your mind, your heart to believe who you are in Christ. You know, it's like if I want to get a big bicep, I'm going to get a curl and just curl it, curl it as many as I can. Right? Same thing with the word. If you want to, if you want God to change something in your life or, or looking for a breakthrough, just begin to read His word. Let it sink into your heart and your mind so your mind and your heart can begin to believe what God says that you are. Amen? Negative thinking. This, this, thing, this can go from perversion, from judging people, from uh, being critical, from doubting others, from just thinking lies of people, 
that you know, all that stuff causes arguments, all that stuff causes striving. And let me tell you what's a good scripture right there if you had negative thinking. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brothers, and you might be like, I heard this scripture before. It ain't working for me. Try it one more time. Philippians 4, chapter 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So if your mind's in the gutter, and you're thinking negative about your brother or your sister, man, go like go to the word. Be like, first repent. <laughs> you know, Jesus says, if you judge somebody else, you know, you know, that's a sin. You shouldn't be judging in your heart, your mind. You see, Christianity is a life about living it from the inside out. You know? Not just about making yourself present saying the amen, but it's about laying the word of God truly through the work inside of you so it can manifest. Amen? So, think that, think, um, um, if you're thinking negative, thinking negative about the person and so forth, okay, think that what is true. Well, I know something true about this person. That person just ran so fast in five seconds and a 90 yard dash. <laughs> You know, that's true about that person. I admire that. That's awesome. You know, whatever is right, think what is right, what is pure. Think about a petal, a flower that's pure and beautiful. Things that are going to allow your mind to get get your mind out of the gutter of whatever is that you might be thinking that it's not right. Amen? Fearful behavior. Thinking of what other people might be thinking, having a man-pleasing spirit, fear of trusting God. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says, "For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline." In other versions, itself, it says, "Self-control." See, God did not give us a spirit of fear. You know, for you to live a life like man, this person. Might think this way, or I don't want to worship God too loud because they're gonna think I'm weird, or you know, common things here in church that, that you know that might cross through our minds. The fear might come in, or a man who's in spirit. You know, you want to do things for for man and not really for God, and you want to go through the discipleship because Pastor Joe is really funny. He promotes the book so good, and he's awesome. It's like you go to the book and as you know you don't like it because you know you get your mail read and your business is getting out there all laid on the table and you're like man dude I feel like I'm being sanctified well you didn't get on this because Pastor Joe told you you did it because you love God and you want to be you know you want to grow spiritually and you want to become a true disciple and have accountability so if you have that man-pleasing spirit, just know that, hey, that spirit is not, it's not from God. God doesn't want you to have that type of spirit. Amen? If you have a spirit of power, come on. Amen. You have the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. The power, you have the love of God in you. The spirit of love and self-discipline. That's something to rejoice about. That's something to know that you have, that you obtain. Rebellion. 
No, rebellion. Bad attitude towards leadership or authority. Getting defensive when corrected. Complain a lot and always must have your way. Rebellion. 1 Samuel 15, 23 says, For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. This is what we're talking about. You know, Saul and Samuel and so forth. You see, when you begin to rebel and give people attitudes, or it can be your own spouse, it can be just your parents, it can be within your siblings, see, that's, that's, that's actually very... Dangerous. The Bible says that it's a sin of divination. It's of witchcraft. It's of the devil. When a person rebels against, you know, their authorities or their leadership, that is completely wrong. Okay, so now these next scriptures, okay, is for healings. It's for uh, if there's anything that might keep down, whether it's sickness or you know somebody that's sick in any way or form, these are scriptures right here that's going to encourage you and lift, you know, lift your faith up so that you can know that God has a breakthrough for that as well. Amen. So body sickness, Psalms 103 says, verse three, who forgives all sins and heals all your sickness, all your diseases? God. How about life sick? Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. A person that is facing death. A person that is in coma. A person that is, come on, we believe that God is miraculous. He can do the impossible. Amen? He sent forth his word and healed them. Um, heart healed. Psalms 147, verse 3 says, He healed the broken heart and bind up his wounds. Your heart is broken in your if you feel like you need some heart, some healing in your heart, or there's through a past relationship, or just somebody close to you hurt you in a way verbally, and you, you just feel your heart just, you know, tore up, and that can actually lead to, you know, bitterness and having anger towards people. So that that might go, you know, one with two. Amen. It says in it says in um, Psalms one forty seven verse three, He heals a broken hearted and binds up the right there. Sin. Sick. 1 Peter 2.24 says, now this is in your bond with sin. There's pornography. There's like, out of all this list that I, that I named out, there's 12 of them. But there's like 10 or 8 of these 12. This is the scripture. You want to speak over yourself. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the cross. There is power in the word of God. And now it's up to you to believe. It's up to you to activate. It's up to you to unleash it. His word. And, and you know what? Step into the breakthrough of your life. If you can play that song, please. Stop playing some music. If you can please stand and keep your eyes closed in the attitude of prayer. Lord, we seek you now. Oh God, we're here before you and we ask you for our breakthrough.
And as you took the notes right now, church, the notes that you have with you, whatever, which, whichever one of these topics that I named from the, from the sin struggles really spoke to you, I want you to begin to speak that scripture over yourself. I want you to just begin to confess that word over yourself. I want you to repent of those things and ask God to forgive you and take away Take away that shame. Take away that, that bondage from you. Come on, raise that song up higher, brother. Bring that song up higher, my brother. Come on, if you want prayer, I want you to come up right now. Just, just stand right in front. Raise your hands. I'm going to lay a hand on you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, the enemy said you defeated. You no longer have to be bonded. You no longer have to be tied up in sin. You no longer have to be living the life that God is not saving you to live. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Oh Lord God, I thank you, God, for what you're going to do, what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
whole in the name of Jesus Christ. He's gonna, God, he says, he says that you know, if you don't, if you don't ask him to help you, he ain't gonna help you. Amen. And God works with people. He doesn't work by himself. Yeah, time he does it. If you have three parts of this, amen. Come up right now, just claim your healing. Lay hands on yourself. Say, Lord Jesus, heal me. I declare your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, we pray for a good report to the doctor that you be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is power. Come on, bring this song up, brother. I want us all to sing this song right now. There is power in faith. Come on. Jesus. On my faith, my faith is the Lord Jesus Christ has increased even more tonight. Every day should be increased more and more. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory.
name of Jesus, dear God, that as we go forth and evangelize and bring your gospel, the doors would open, that hearts would be receptive to the gospel, dear God, that those who are far away from you, dear God, would draw close, that those who are backslidden would come back to you, dear God, that those who are believing lies, dear God, will be set free by the truth. In the name of Jesus, we declare a miracle in this community, God. We declare a breakthrough to unleash now in the spirit. In the name of Jesus, God, we come against every principality, dear God, over this community. In Jesus' name, and we command it to leave now. In the name of Jesus, we declare these homes, these families represented here, yours, God. We declare that they would be saved and they would live for you, God. That they would be disciples, dear God, that make disciples that change communities, dear God, and lives around us. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we pray that you would just touch their hearts, Lord God, and they would be saved, Lord God, that their names would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We thank you, dear God, that you already know their names, Lord, and they're coming. I pray that they would be receptive and join us, dear God, and be disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here right now, you are moving in the hearts of the teenagers and the high schools. They proselytize the poor high schools and late tech high schools. And now we ask you to come and make those schools, God. Oh, Father, God, this generation is being raised up in all the way, oh, God. This generation is being raised up to believe you, Lord God, that God and God is right, oh, Father, God. Oh, Father, God, we ask you that you bring forth your mercy, God. You bring forth the conviction of your spirit, oh, God. God, in the church of Jesus. Christ will shine forth the truth, O God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here, I want to pray for the church of Jesus Christ. That we will be the light. That we will be the light of the world in the high school communities and our jobs. Pray for me. 
examples of way to break for spouses. That was always trying to come and bring destruction and division and split up marriages. The divorce rate is so high out the church and also same thing inside the church. It's always the same thing. So I want you to pray and it will be unity and marriages will stay together. I just pray for your protection, Lord, for you to guard every single marriage, Lord, in the church, guard it against every form of adultery in Jesus' name. Lord God, every form of, of just violence within the marriage or, or addictions or pornography or any of those things, I come against those things in the name of Jesus, God. And I just ask, Lord, for every married person that is a believer, I pray that they would be the light, God, and that they would set the example of what a married couple is, Lord, and how a family is the perfect expression of your love, Lord God. I just ask, Lord, for that example to be set and that people around the world would, would know how sacred it is to be married. It's not just, it's just something that you, that you take lightly, God. I pray, Lord, for just your protection, your hand, and your favor over, over all of the married couples in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, I want to lift up, Lord, Pastor Joe to you right now, Lord, as you worked so hard this week uh, with the church here, Lord, and getting things set up and ready. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you bring your peace upon him and bring God just a uh, refreshness in his spirit, Lord God, and Lord, that you will give him rest, Lord God, and Lord, that you just bring forth your peace, Lord, your strength back, Lord, that you will feel refreshed by tomorrow morning, Lord God, so we're in Jesus' name, I pray for Nancy as well, Father God, as she takes care of the girls, Lord God, she does all the, all the work in the house, Father God, you give her strength, you give her your peace, you give her your joy, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for our pastors, Lord God, what a great example, Father God, and I just lift up more pastors all over the city of Chicago, city life pastors, faithful pastors, Lord God, Chicago Tabernacle Pastor, Lord God, every pastor in the city of Chicago, Father God, that is doing your will, Father. God, that, that do so much, Lord God, the things that people don't even see, Lord God, the small things, Lord, that we thank you for that, Lord God. They ask you to call to be the shepherds of the people. Father, so I just pray for your strength. And I pray that you give them, Lord, perseverance. I pray that you give them courage to continue standing the, the sound. Doctrine, the gospel, to preach it, Lord God, as, as she will preach the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for that, Lord God. Be with them, Lord God. Bring your peace upon them. Bring your joy upon them, Lord God. If any of them may be even struggling or contented with this, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you give them the ability to overcome it. You said, Lord God, there's no temptation, God, that you cannot overcome it. Jessica, I want you to 
Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus Christ intercedes at the right hand of the Father. Come on. Speak that that is not as if it were. Come on, church. Claim things. Speak words of life unto things that are dead. Hallelujah. Jesus says, When you bind and urge, you be bind in heaven. What you lose on earth, so you lose in heaven. There is power. You have keys to the kingdom, church.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you so much for what you've done tonight, God, and what you're going to do. And you still pray, keep praying. I just want to have a form with this vessel. If those that need to leave, we bless you. We thank you for coming. We ask that you will come again next Wednesday. This is the regular time night. Thank you for coming. We love you. We believe God for the best of your life. Father, I just pray right now for every person here, Lord God. Oh Lord, and they will leave the stories, God, remembering your word, oh God. Remembering the prayers that have been set out And they will follow you with action, Lord. In Jesus' name, bless every heart, Father God. Just thank you, God, for what you did with our hearts tonight. Thank you for what you've been through throughout the week. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus Christ. Bless you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen.